Hello, this is Chris, and you're listening to the first episode of the Nerdy Dadcast. So here we are, the first ever episode of the Nerdy Dadcast podcast, and I am Chris, your host and founder. And the guy that you're going to hear most weeks of not as we record the experiences and the questions and the answers that I can share and throughout my journey as a father. Now, it won't only be me that joins you every couple of weeks as we publish our episodes. I was sitting down over a a beer with a a good friend of mine, John, and I talked about uh, this idea that I had about spinning up a podcast to talk about fatherhood and And general nerdery won't always be about parenting, but he told me like, wow, you know, I've been kind of wanting to, to maybe get involved in something like that. And I'm like, wow, geez, this is, this is, I mean, we should do this. And so he will be joining me in, in a future episode and future episodes beyond to share his thoughts and his experiences and really uh, help complement the, the journey that we're both experiencing uh, together. Now, some background on on John is there are a few things that are a little bit different. One, I have only one child. He has two and his children are a little bit older than mine. So he, you know, quote unquote, is the expert. And I say, quote unquote, expert, because loosely, you know, what parent out there is truly an expert, but he has more experience in a number of different things that I have yet to encounter. Again, I'm father to a, a daughter, a beautiful daughter who's two and a half years old, and she is wonderful. She is wonderfully sweet, wonderfully kind, wonderfully funny, wonderfully opinionated. Like, let me tell you, and maybe we'll have an episode on, on, on a child's opinions, but holy smokes, it's like she hit two and suddenly realized that I have ways of doing things and I have thoughts on the world around me and boy, I'm going to go and express them in a way that I see fit. I actually think she's a little bit like me in that sense. I have opinions that I try to say, Hey, you know, it's my opinion. And I respect it, but boy, can I, you know, me very committed to the opinions that I have. She is just the same. I get to love this experience as, as we, you know, grow up together. But th- what is this podcast about? Well, if you listen to our, our, our trailer, it's really about, you know, everything that, that I've been experiencing. And, and when John joins me, what he's been experiencing in our, our journey as fathers, and we're going to have that, that slant, we're going to be talking from a place that we know, and that is fatherhood. That's not to suggest we have all the answers. We don't. In fact, we've probably not even discovered all the questions that we're going to encounter. I would suggest there are some of you out there that are tuning in right now to this first ever episode. You'll be like, whoa, whoa, you can't say that. That is wrong. And you know what? You're probably right. But one of the things that I think is very important to understand when it comes to fatherhood or or parenthood in, in general is there is really no right answer. I mean, you think about the vast world that we live in and the different ways that the world approaches children. Uh, There is no cookie cutter way. There is no practical approach. There is no 22 step plan to a successful child who solves all of the world's problems. Although it would be kind of cool if it was like, I mean, again, I'm still looking for that instruction manual that I was promised in our prenatal class I would receive in the mail. So what is Parenthood. Well, I, I turned to the Merriam-Webster uh, Dictionary here, and it was actually a very succinct description or definition. The definition of parenthood. The state of being a parent, 
specifically the position, function, or standing of a parent. So that had me thinking, well, I got to figure out what, what, what's the definition of a parent. So I dove deeper into the dictionary and the definition of a parent is one that begets or brings forth offspring. Okay. Well, I have a daughter and I guess I, I helped bring forth a, an offspring or two, a person who brings up and cares for another. And that's very important. Parents don't have to be a biological father or a biological mother. There are a variety of reasons why others fill that role as a parent. And I think what's most important about parenthood is caring for someone else, caring for their ability to succeed in our world and to, to experience life to its fullest, to be healthy, to be safe, and most important, to be loved. And I think that's something that I want to ensure that this podcast brings throughout its journey and, and over time. So, why did I decide to, to start out this podcast? Well, one of the things that I was asking, you know, friends and, and family and other parents prior to the, the birth of my daughter, baby force is that, you know, how do you know when you, you've done things wrong? Like, how do you know to do the right thing? Like, where is that instruction manual? And I joke about that, but I, I didn't know I'm the type of person who wants to dive into a topic, research it, understand it and, and truly experience it to have that learning stick. And here I am, you know, I was what I defined as a good times uncle. I have two wonderful nephews, but again, I was good times uncle. Why good times uncle? Well, I was there for the good times. And then when the times weren't that good, they went home to their parents, my, my sister and my, my brother and, and that, and I had some experience there. And I sort of, you know, one of my nephews sort of understood that, you know, when uncle Chris were to, to say something, and I was always about choices, but you know, and I sort of influence the choice that I'd, I'd feel was most appropriate is that you didn't mess around like uncle Chris didn't bluff. And I guess in some respect, when it comes to parenting, I've sort of followed a similar approach. I don't bluff. I, I give my daughter choices and I, I sort of imply that a choice needs to be made. Now that's not to suggest I allow her to choose to do everything like, Oh, do you want to choose my hand across the street? Or do you just want to run out there? No, not at all. It's like, that's a directive. Uh, you're going to choose to hold my hand or are you going to choose that daddy's going to pick you up? Right? Like that's, Again, not just because there's a choice doesn't mean she always gets to influence the choice, but I had, I had no experience. I truly didn't know what it was like to be a parent, but then the other problem is you would talk to people and maybe some of you have been there. You would talk to people and you'd say, well, you know, how did you know? Like, what did you do to understand? And they're like, oh, you know, I just do it. I winged it. I flew by the seat of my pants and you'll know. And I'm like, oh my goodness fly by the seat of my pants. Like this is a small little human being that I have now been entrusted to, to ensure that, that she is safe and that she is protected. And I, it's my first one. So it's not like I've had that experience before. And I think for those of you who are parents out there who have had more than one child, you know, this, you're like, Oh yeah, the first one's this. And then the second one, you're like, well, whatever. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting anyone were to go and and take it lightly, but you sort of approach things maybe with less stress, but more wisdom. And it's not to suggest everything is equal and, you know, kids growing up will always be the same. I mean, I, I am, a uh, uh, the oldest of three and I would argue that while well, myself, my sister and my brother, we have similarities. We are different personalities. I always talk about being, you know, child number one, I had it rough. I had to go and, you know, do things that they didn't have to do. And, uh, but I was also, I most respectful and I like to rub that in, even though maybe that's not entirely true. But again, all of these personalities really flow into each other and, and, and really define who they are. And then we have all of that to work with. 
So where, where am I going? I don't know. I'm just, you know, quite long winded. But back to the the point of of understanding what it is to be a parent. It's hard to really extrapolate that experience and that feeling. And it first came to head for me when I was actually part of a, a leadership conference. And we were broken into different groups and we were uh, trying to learn um, this concept of identity. I can't say this sort of leadership concept really resonated with me at the time, but the, the premise is that you have an identity and then you have you. And if you allow your identity to, to, to rule you, it's very basic in its application. It's fight or flight. And you know, generally it'll choose the path that's easiest, not the path that's right, the smartest, because it could be harder. And you had to sort of move yourself in that direction. But once you train yourself to not allow your identity to rule you, you become you know a better person and vis-a-vis uh, -vis a better leader. So, at this conference, we're in we're in groups, and a question was asked: like, when is it that you know that your identity isn't what's running the show, isn't the boss of you? And I called my identity Bob because I don't know I had to give it a name, and I wasn't going to name it Chris, and. Someone addressed it like, well, you'll just know. And so I'm sitting here again, this is sort of like, you know, a short circuit moment. Like, okay, I get that there are some things that you just know, right? Like it, it's, it's that sort of basic instinct, but I'm having difficulty taking the, you know, you're going to be a good leader because you just know you are. That doesn't make sense to me. And so one of the members of the group tried to describe it to me like, oh, Chris, it's like, you know, when your, your child or your, your son was born, you just know, right? And I'm sitting here I'm like, well, I'm not a parent. I, I, that feeling doesn't resonate. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you know, like when I saw the birth of my child, my goodness, everything just made sense in the world. Okay. Again, short circuit. I'm sitting here across the table from them trying to understand how is it that the birth of a child looking down upon them, things made sense in the world. And I'm, I'm thinking it from a practical sense, like, you know, not all situations are, are, are ultimately going to work out in that regard. I mean, I, 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 I hate to think that anything could have happened. And thankfully my wife and I were fortunate that our daughter, she was born healthy and strong, but you know, not every parent has a situation. In fact, I know of, of parents where that's not been the case. And like, I can't imagine that that type of moment, everything looks right in the world. I would think everything looks wrong in the world. So I, I'm like, no, this does not compute. And they're like, oh, you just know, you'll know when you know. And you know what? I think they're wrong. I don't know when I know. I, I don't know that everything looks right in the world. I don't have all the answers to everything. I just know that very basically I have a person that I'm responsible for. I want her to be a better version of me. And that might be selfish. I want her to be a better version of her mother. I want her to be a better version of us. I want her to be the best that she can be. And I think that is what's most important. Now, how does that relate back to the fact that, you know, in this leadership conference, you're told that, oh, you'll know it when you have children. And like, I don't truly think that's well understood. And anyone who might tell you that probably one doesn't have all the answers and they're afraid to say that I actually don't know, which is sometimes some of the toughest things to say is I don't know. Or two, they're not actually a parent and they're just taking what someone else has said. Because as a parent, I don't know. Now, Throughout this journey, and I've had sort of two and a half years experience so far, there are a lot of things that I still don't know, but I have learned. So for instance, peas. 
I enjoy peas. They're a nice, you know, healthy vegetable, I think. Uh, my daughter, she loves peas. But never in a million years did I ever consider that one needs to smell a pea. Does anyone know what a pea smells like? And I'm talking about, you know, the green little cylindrical thing, you know, pee out of a pod, you know, the 13 year olds out there that are laughing just like me. I mean, I, when I think this through the media thought, I know what pee smells like, <laughs> but no, a pee. I have never thought to actually give one a, a whiff. I presume depending on the type of pee, they might smell sweet. Like, you know, those sugar peas, you can sort of, you know, taste the smell. I mean, I know taste and, and smell are related, but you sort of get that sense. Well, baby force. She was so curious she needed to smell a pee. And unfortunately for her, when you, you know, take a big whiff, if you're not holding on to that pee, you know, tight, and they're kind of slippery, right? You could just pull it out of a, out of the, the, the steamer or what have you. They're a little wet. They're, they're not too firm. So, you know, that big whiff, thunk. Where does that pee go when you're giving it a sniff? And I didn't see this happen. This isn't something that uh, uh, I, I actually witnessed. It was simply something expressed to me by my daughter when, you know, she's in her high chair saying, um, I've got a pee in my boogie. And I'm like, oh, what? That sense makes no sense. A pee in your boogie? Yeah, I got a pee in my boogie. And I'm like, you got a boogie? No, a pee in my boogie. And like boogie, she's meaning booger. And that's what she calls him. So I'm like, how are you talking about? Like, I'm looking, I'm looking for this like giant, like ball of uh, snot or something like that. Cause you know, like, and there's, a, you know, she got a pee in it. She's very particular about things until it sort of clicks. Like where do boogies come from? I'm like, you have a pee in your nose. Yes. She says it's straight forward. Matter of fact. And so I, I get her to sort of move her head up and sure enough, there in the left nostril, there's a pee. Now, for those of you listening, one, have you had this experience? where a foreign object has found its way into your child's nose. I'm going to imagine a good number of you have. I'm actually curious how many of them have been peas, because I would have never thought to sniff one, but hey, baby force, she's curious. She wanted to learn more about the world. And, you know, being an experiential learner, like her father happens to be, how better do you determine the scent of a pea other than sniffing it? So for those of you who've had this experience, what do you do? Like, is there an instruction mail? Like on page 56, okay, foreign object up nose, subsection 2P, vegetable. Okay. No, there is not. So I immediately go and say, okay, you know, blow your nose. Now, blow your nose to my daughter. It means a variety of different things. It could mean inhale or it could mean exhale. You know, I, I didn't tell her blow out of your nose or blow in her nose. I just, you know, blow your nose. And so she starts to inhale. I see that pee moving you know, a little further up. Like, whoa, whoa, slow down. Like, I don't want this sucker to go down. Like I'm, I'm now in panic mode. My wife, she's sitting she's like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. And so then I, I, I close my daughter's right nostril and I'm like the other way. And so she, she now blows out and that pee just comes shooting out of her nose, bounces off the high chair tray onto the floor and the cat takes care of it, which, well, well, worse things could have happened. And I'm like, my goodness. Now, I don't know if, if what I asked her to do was right. Cause I, I sort of think about it after the fact, right? It's like, oh my goodness, what happens if she had inhaled that pee? Like if it goes up her nostril and down, like, you know, uh, is that going into her lungs? Like a foreign object in her lungs would have been like, you know, much more. <laughs> 
much worse off? Could she have choked? Like I, you know, I, should I have like more surgically tried to remove it with a pair of tweezers or something like that? Although even in my mind there, like, I don't know if she would totally like tweezers going up her nose to pull something like that out. Um, she doesn't sit still. I'd be so worried I'd injure her. Should I have like taken her to the ER? Cause this is dinner time. It's not like our, our, our family doctor is available and to, to see our family doctor, we'd have to book an appointment anyway. That's, that's my approach. I saw a situation and on my feet thought, here's how we will execute. And thankfully we executed well, but this goes back to sort of doing things because you just know that's what I did. I have a lot of questions about it as I had just expressed, like, oh my goodness, did I do it right? And what that would have been if it was like an entirely different object, like, you know, let's say a, a small piece of Lego uh, got up there, like, you know, it's a little bit uh, more, you know, difficult to, to remove like the P it's, you know, malleable. It was, it was sort of slick and it came out, but like a, a square piece of Lego, you know, one of those single pieces, I can't imagine those would come out all the, all as easy. I mean, maybe, I mean, with that pressure and, and what have you, but I don't know. I asked this actually on social media and, and people were like, oh, well, hey, here's how I would approach it. And here's what we had to do. And oh yeah, I've been to the hospital this many times. And then some, some, uh, someone, I actually don't know them personally, but they had shared that they had had to, uh, you know, go to the hospital and then they had an x-ray and what they thought was like one piece of Lego was actually two. And the other one had been up there for some time. Like, I don't know how that even works, but yeah. You know, when it comes back to what someone had told me, you'll just know that's sort of when they're right. And I guess the, the moral of this, this long-winded roundabout tangential story is that sometimes you do just know, sometimes you don't, but the important thing is that you approach that experience with reason, with logic, with love. I'm genuinely curious though, how many of you who have listened to this very first episode have had a situation like that situation, like the story that I just told the P up the nose. If you have, I want you to drop us an email feedback at race set to or sorry, feedback at nerdy That's feedback at nerdy I got confused. I actually have a couple of other podcasts uh, that I, I host and I almost dropped the wrong email address. Boy, would that have been embarrassing, but this is the first episode. So, you know, congratulations. You're tuning in to a work in progress. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to pivot into something a little nerdy. This podcast is the nerdy dad cast. And I have been talking in a roundabout way about being a dad and being a father. So what makes this nerdy? Well, I am a nerd or a geek. Um, I think I was called a dweeb growing up, but that's a little bit different. I like games, video games, particularly board games are okay, but I'm a gamer. I'm not a good gamer. I, I, I was playing uh, call of duty, modern warfare, uh, last night. And, uh, as I had sort of joked, uh, in one of the online communities that I'm part of, I was getting 460 or 450 no scoped by kids blindfolded and then being left to watch the kill cam to, you know, question my, all the mistakes that I've made in, in life. Like it, I, I can't keep up. I mean, the game is too frenetic. And I grew up like on a day and age where my first console was that Nintendo entertainment system where, you know, super Mario brothers was included and duck hunt. 
And that was easier. Like, you know, and it's evolved. I mean, technology has really pushed everything in the world forward and, and that doesn't leave, uh, you know, any excuse. Like I I've tried to stay up, but I just don't have what it takes yet. I still enjoy playing. So being that I am a, a gamer, you're going to find that, uh, every so often in, in one of our episodes, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the, the gaming that I've been up to. And I'm going to ask that question, you know, what have you been playing? So what is it I've been playing? Well, I already said Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I just picked it up. It was on sale for Black Friday, which is a Canadian. It's just the U.S. sales that now have ingratiated themselves up here. But the game that I have found that I've been spending most of my time recently playing is Hearthstone. For those of you who have never heard of Hearthstone, Hearthstone is a game made by Blizzard, or Activision Blizzard, I guess is what they're called. And it is a card game game where you collect cards, you play them on a board and uh, in turn, those cards fight your opponent's cards. And, uh, the you know, player each has a variety of an amount of health. And then once you, you know, exhaust that opponent's health or whoever's health runs out first, they lose pretty simple, but <clears throat> it's not the hearthstone, you know, uh, traditional experience that I've been playing. It's a mode that they call battlegrounds. The battleground concept is uh, one that is um, uh, based on this this model of, of, of auto battling or, or auto chess where you play pieces, but then the pieces themselves play for you. You don't have any interaction as to I want this piece to go there. So think of it in terms of chess. You have all your pieces on the chessboard and then the game just happens. All that you were involved in doing is choosing which pieces you wanted to have on the board. Cause you can't have all of them and you can only have so many different combinations. And then after that game is over, you either lick your wounds or you bask in glory. Well, this is sort of the concept and I don't know what it is about this game, but I find it to be less stressful, which is kind of weird. I mean, one of the complaints about hearthstone is that one it's pay to win, which the premise there is that if you have money, you purchase packages, purchase enough packages, get enough cards, get enough of the right cards, build appropriate deck, have the appropriate deck, be able to play it, blah, blah, blah. But even though that it might be pay to win, there is still a randomness to it. RNG as it's called. And just because you can pay to buy a pack doesn't mean that that pack includes the cards that you need. In fact, it might include duplicates, which amount to not much for you. So when it comes to the world of RNG, there are people that just, they, they, they get so frustrated with it. And then there's me who's like, yeah, it's random. It's life. Some days you win, some days you lose. But my approach to, to gaming in general is they are video games and they're to have fun. But with this battlegrounds mode is it's like RNG upon RNG, because the way it starts out is you don't get to choose which hero you want per se. There is a long list of heroes. You get to choose one of them. And that one is out of a choice of two right now. So two out of 24 heroes are shown to me and I get to choose one of them. I may not like the heroes choices that I have, and I have to choose the, the worst of, or the best of the worst, um, or, or alternatively, I might get a hero that I'm not as familiar with. And then from there, the, the randomness kicks in because the cards that I can acquire, I can't go and just, oh, I'm going to choose these ones. I only get a choice at the start of three cards and I'm going to choose this one. And those three cards may not even be relevant to the hero I have or the, the play style that I'm most familiar with or the one I'm most comfortable with. And after each round, you get to choose more cards and it just goes on and on and on. But for me, I think what takes 
you know, or what makes it most fun is the, the stress that's taken away because when it comes to building a deck in its traditional mode, you know, it, it, it's like any form of trading card game. You encounter people who have more than you. And not only that, they have much more investment in regards to the skill and playtime, and they're just better. Whereas the introduction of so much randomness or the introduction of, of so much randomness to the, the battlegrounds mode has, has just made it easier for me. No matter how awesome you are at playing this game, no matter how awesome your deck happens to be, there's still a chance that that randomness will help upskill me as well as it will lower your skill. And I think that's where for some, that's the frustrating part. They are good and, and they don't like having these sort of, uh, what would be to them nerfs applied to them. Uh, whereas for someone like me, you might be buffed, but ultimately I find it a fun experience. Um, I played every day. It's nice and easy. It's something I can do with baby force sort of sitting next to me, maybe cuddling, having a snooze. It's on my iPad. Uh, it doesn't take up a whole lot of space. I don't have a controller in my hand. Um, you know, it's just an easy game to play. I'm genuinely curious as you're going to hear me say genuinely curious. I should have a drop that says genuinely curious. What games you've been playing again, reach out to us feedback at nerdydadcast.com or on Twitter at the nerdy dadcast. So as we wrap up our very first episode of the nerdy dadcast, I promise not every episode will be as roundabout tangential, uh, craziness. It's just that I wanted to ensure that one, I sort of introduced myself and I shared a little bit about me and my personality. If you're looking for a podcast on parenthood that will give you all the answers, this isn't it. If you're looking for a podcast on parenthood or fatherhood or, or video games or anything for that matter, that is tied to a script. That is, you know, clean as a whistle. This ain't it, chief. This podcast is really going to be about a father who happens to want to share with you things that he is experiencing. This podcast will be about two fathers who want to share with you things that they've experienced, stories that can be told, um, video games that they might be playing, board games they might be playing. The intent is not to take it too seriously. We are not experts. We're fathers. And in some respect, being a father gives you some level of expertise, but we'll make as many mistakes as we have successes. We may have even more mistakes. We may be able to tell you the mistakes that we've made, or we may sell you a success and you'll be like, whoa, that was a mistake. So please don't go and tune in and say, oh, okay, well, I'm going to try this. Like, oh, if he gets stuck up my son or daughter's nose, I'm going to do what the method Chris chose to get it out. No, no, don't do that or do that. But at the end of the day, just understand that we're just here sharing a story about being fathers. And the focus will be on fatherhood, myself and John. We are men and, and, and fathers, and, and, and that's the, the lens that we see. But that's not to discount the, the, uh, you know, the side of mothers or, or other fathers or, or other mothers. Like it's, what's most important is the parental component. Remember, the definition of a parent is someone who, who, who ultimately looks after someone else and, and, and that, that young child. And that's what's most important. So thank you for tuning into the first episode. My hope is you stick around for the second and for the third and fourth or fifth, or if you happen to be tuning into the very first episode to see what this podcast is like five years from now, 
So it's like later 2019. So we're going to talk about 2024. You're tuning into this. If one, this podcast is still going, obviously things worked out Two, I apologize for the rough around the edges approach. I find that I sort of need to warm up and you're going to find that'll happen time and time again. But I ask that you subscribe to our podcast and tune in. I want to make this podcast better. I want to connect with those that tune in and listen. And the easiest way to go about doing that is to have you tell me about your experiences. Eventually, we'll have a segment where you, our listeners, will be able to go and, and share some of your own stories and, and ask some questions. And, and ultimately, maybe you'll want to hear what myself or John have to say about the, the subject, or maybe just to hear our reaction about it. And that's something I want to do. This being the first episode wasn't something that uh, we were able to do yet, but it is something you're going to find that we're going to add on in future episodes. We're also going to publish this episode every two weeks. So being that this new episode is uh, being recorded at the end of November, you're going to see an episode two weeks from now, just before Christmas. And then two weeks after that, near the end of the month, you're going to find that the episodes will be regular and they will be consistent. But again, only every two weeks. And that's just because as fathers, we're busy. We've got things going on in our lives. We've got things going on in our kids' lives. And right now, my focus is on on, on little baby force and, and everything that she's doing. And that's not something I want to miss. Because if there's one thing that I have learned, specifically this year, one thing I've learned, life should be about experiences. You never get time back and... If you miss those experiences, it's difficult to have them happen again. So click that subscribe button on whatever your favorite podcast network happens to be. Follow us on Twitter, Nerdy Dadcast, or on Facebook at Nerdy Dadcast. And if you want to reach out to us again, that email address, feedback at nerdydadcast.com. So I'm Chris, signing off and asking you to stay nerdy, my friends. <laughs>